Welcome to Know Thy Trauma, a podcast by Wellspring Solutions Counseling Services. We are a group of therapists located in a small town in eastern Pennsylvania dedicated to helping people heal the loss and trauma that is part of the human experience. The content in today's episode can be potentially triggering, so please use discretion as you listen. If you find yourself triggered, we encourage you to pause it, engage in something that soothes you, and return when you're ready. And as always, we encourage you to seek out your own therapy if needed. Okay, welcome to Know Thy Trauma, and today we're going to talk about Know Thy Healing Timeline. My name is Sharon Wegman. And I'm Kate Byler. And today we're going to be talking about what is the healing timeline when you attend therapy? That becomes a really big question in here because after a certain number of sessions, people start asking us, how long is this going to take? Yeah, or they'll come in with a timeline in mind. And we're kind of like, mm, that might not be what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're unraveling 50 years of yeah. beliefs that and structures that have main, kept those beliefs in place. And so while we want to be speedy in our work, the mm-hmm. reality of it is it takes a time to do a good, careful dismantling of a, of right. a structure that's not good. You know, we're dismantling the structure that brought dysfunction and we're going to be building the healthy structure. But to dismantle, we want to make sure nobody gets hurt in the process. Yeah, for sure. So what is the therapeutic process? I think, you know, when we say that it comes with a lot of things we try to tell our clients in the very beginning of therapy. So we try to figure out what your goals are individually because what we want for you still might be different from what you want for you and and neither might be better or worse either we just we're not the client you are right so we have you set the goals and figure out what do you actually want out of therapy it's not always coming in and and immediately revealing your deepest darkest secrets on the first session which i think people have that's the idea yeah no (laughs) But we set goals. Right. And, and, your, and so your goals become what we're working on. Yeah. We don't set the goals for you. And so it's your goals. You say you want to do this. We'll try and help you to whatever level we can. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next part of that is we're asking you magical questions. That mm-hmm. sounds funny. But it's really like if I could wave a magic wand over you and you were the fixed person that you want to be. What would you be doing differently? Yeah, and maybe what feels different, what looks different. Right. What are you doing differently socially? What are you doing differently physically? What are you doing different with your coping mechanisms? Mm-hmm. I'm asking it in lots of that. So people get a picture mm-hmm. of what they're moving towards. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes they just know they don't like this, mm-hmm. but they don't have a picture of what they're moving towards. Right. And I find sometimes with that question, because I tell people to state an answer even if it feels, like, unattainable. Because that's what it is, like a magic wand, right? That's not real, so just tell me what you would like. And a lot of the times when I do that, I just also, I think we're able to pick out a theme of, like, this is what you're, like, you said this and this. Although they're two different areas in your life, what you're describing is wanting more connection, right? So I think... Sometimes we don't know that until someone else is able to see that for us. Right. Um, So the next piece of that is that we have to, in our dismantling of the structure that held dysfunction in place, we are going to have to dismantle unhealthy beliefs and behaviors. 
um, because these things, the beliefs cause the behavior to be in place. So I have to, in order to change the behaviors, I have to change the beliefs that keep it in place. Yeah. The supporting structures (laughs) is the beliefs. And a belief also could be another term for an agreement too, right? Right. Like, I'm never going to be able to do this or I'll, I'll always be this way. Absolutely. And that feels true in our body and our brain. But if we think about it, that's really not reality. We're never always something. We're never, never something. And so that's what we try to help see is some clarity that if, if we could grasp that, we could actually have a better quality of life and how we see things. Absolutely. And... I think what people don't understand is those agreements are basically things that have formed very early in their childhood that they don't even know are there. Right. And is really agreeing with a lie. Mm -hmm. Like your mother tells you something horrible, you're a slut, you're a whore. Um, And you hear that at a very early age. That's not your belief. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have to remove those beliefs that cause the behaviors. Yeah. Or maybe you've always had to be there for your mom emotionally from a very small age. And then you have friends. And I'll have people that say this in my office. They'll be like, well, I have to help them. I have to be there for them no matter what. And I'm like, do you? Right. Right? Like, So it's like we're giving you that perspective of like, that's your reality, but on the outside, I'm not sure that expectation is what is being expected from you from everyone else in your world. Right. So if you want to understand more about that specific uh, material beliefs, go back to Know Thy Agreements mm-hmm. in our podcast series. Yes. Another thing that is really part of the therapeutic process is the attachment with a therapist. Mm-hmm. There's a level of Um, attachment that's being healed and we talk about that in our other podcast know thy attachments (laughs) we're going to be referring a lot back but once we understand how we attach to those authority figures in our life that can get replayed out in a healthy way yeah in our actual relationship with our therapist right and i i don't think many people understand that part when they come into therapy And when I say that, I mean, sometimes we'll have clients, if there is a disconnect between the therapist and the client, it doesn't mean things are bad. It just might not be the right therapist for you, too. Absolutely. It might not be this person is a bad therapist. It might mean, oh, maybe I need a male therapist. Absolutely. Maybe I need a younger therapist because maybe someone older than me is reminding me of a parent and it's not helpful. I can't build a safe relationship. And so we really try to feel that out, or a good therapist should try to feel that out for you and talk that through. Because if you're not really building a rapport, you're not going to make many strides in healing. Absolutely. And so when friends ask me, well, I started, you know, they might ask me a question like, I'm going to a therapist. I'm not sure if it's a good fit. I said, give it six sessions. Yeah. After six sessions, you should know if this is a good fit or not. And then... We'll go on from there yeah. and find somebody else. Right. Because it's always uncomfortable for the first three or right. four. It's kind of just awkward. <laughs> so a lot of the what happens with that healthy attachment with that therapist is 
as we are validating and empathizing with that client, what happens is they're getting healed of things that they didn't even know mm-hmm. about. Right. They're getting healed with agreements that they believed. And we're saying, just like you said a minute ago, are you sure? Mm-hmm. I don't see that in mm-hmm. you. Um, clients will tell me all the time what, what they were labeled at as their parents. And it's completely opposite of that which I'm experiencing. Right. Right. I'm like, I don't experience that at all from you. Mm-hmm. And then I will go on to say what I do experience. And that's very helpful for them as well. Yeah, definitely. They're realizing, oh, not every person I come in contact with is experiencing me as too much or too loud or right. fill in the blank. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so here's some things that make healing go faster in the therapeutic (laughs) room. (laughs) I say to my clients, as much as you do your homework outside of this office, the faster we can grow. Because we can constantly be adjusting the exercises that we're giving to figure out what's going to build strength in a person. Mm -hmm. And so I'm giving you things to try and you're going to come back and say, hmm, that really helped. Or no, I couldn't. And I'm then readjusting and I'm giving you a different exercise. Yeah. So a lot of it is do the work outside of the office Mm -hmm. that the therapist tells you to do. And if you don't do it, then it's a very slow process. Yeah. I always tell clients and I feel like sometimes this annoys them (laughs) (laughs) or they just don't know how to respond. I will tell them I can't work harder than you on this. Yeah. Because it's not my life. It's not, like, these are not my struggles. I have my own struggles, my own stuff I've had to work on. And so I can't bring you any further than you're willing to bring yourself. And I think sometimes when people hear that, it's kind of like a light bulb. Like, oh, it's not my therapist's job to fix me. Yes. I need to be responsible for how my healing goes. Absolutely. I think also that sometimes is a skewed perspective of therapy sometimes that we go in the counselor knows exactly what we want we actually get advice from the counselor which if you ever go to grad school for counseling you're never supposed to give advice (laughs) so it's like there's a very misconstrued idea of the role we play in healing a lot of the times that's true and and the another element of things that make healing go faster is vulnerability but we can't speed up the vulnerability process there has to be safety established yeah for someone to begin to tell us their deepest, darkest thoughts mm-hmm. that they never said before in session. Right. And there's not really a wrong or right to how fast you feel like you want to open up. Like, that's nothing I feel like we rush. Because um, depending on your story, your trauma, it would make sense that it might take you X amount of months to really feel vulnerable. Whereas someone else that has a different story than you maybe already tried going to therapy and are more comfortable being vulnerable. So so I think clients need to have a little grace with themselves too, that their healing timeline is going to be very specific to them. Yes, definitely. And I always like to um, explain to my clients that it's kind of like a plant. When you're in the therapeutic room and you're here for 50 minutes, we're going to deep, dark places. Mm-hmm. We're giving you fertilizer and lots of ultraviolet light that's shining on your dark areas, right? And we're we're working hard to uh, 
bring this plant to a place of fruit, whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. But out there is not going to be that same culture. There's not going to be the same level of nurturing, not going to be the same level level (laughs) of fertilization happening. So Mm -hmm. a lot of that is... um, that in order for this plant to really thrive outside of therapy, they have to begin to do the work outside of this room. Yeah, and I mean, I will say that it doesn't always feel good, and that's what is hard about it. It can be painful or uncomfortable. Um, Sometimes I'll have clients after the first two sessions, they'll be like, Kate, I don't know if this is working. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and they said, well, every time I leave your office, I go home crying. <laughs> and I said, well, I think that's, yeah. be- you know, I tell people, like, you might feel worse when you leave here. Like, I give them kind of this trigger warning because what we're doing is you've decided with me to open this Pandora's box. Yes. But we can never get rid of it unless we open it. Um, and it and it, and it feels bad and it's scary. And so we get that. We're here for that. And, and if you've... If you have a good therapist, they've they've already encountered that work for themselves. So yes. they know what that feels like. And so that homework is hard mm-hmm. to go home and do because it is scary. But we do understand that. And you might feel worse while doing it sometimes. I know. That is the reality. It really is. And you know how people say, tell me how you're a therapist without using words and uh, or giving a whole paragraph. And I'm like, just make people cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're touching very vulnerable spaces. Mm -hmm. We're making people cry, and it's not our job to make them cry, but it's part of that. That's why it sometimes can feel people like, oh, I don't know if I want to come to therapy. Right. But the reality of it is you have to cross through the valley of the shadow of death to get to the other side. Yeah. I always tell people it's, it's like if you've been in a major accident and you have to do if you're in a rehab facility and you have to do PT and relearn things, it's extremely painful to push your body to those limits. And you have to take breaks and you have to say that's enough and you have to come back. But you don't really, aren't able to have your full potential of living until you do these things. And all that stuff is also painful. And trauma is the same way. I mean, it just is. It it truly is. So... The three things that you need in order to access healing, in order to participate in the healing timeline, would mm-hmm. be VBS. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability, bravery, and an ability to create create safety with your therapist. Yeah, definitely. And we've kind of talked about vulnerability already a good bit. Bravery is just almost the bravery to be vulnerable and do the work. Because, again, it can be triggering or painful. And sometimes it feels really good, but it's a, it's a mixed bag sometimes, and you have to be brave to commit to it. And then safety is feeling safe with your therapist. And I think also we were talking about bef- before recording this that safety also looks like providing safety out- for yourself outside the office. Yeah. And that can look really different for each client because that's not always super accessible, and sometimes it is. So if it's not, I always tell people, if your home doesn't feel safe, Find the safe people in your life that you can confide in. Right. And we wind up creating safety plans for each of our yeah. clients mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. What is safety look like for them? Right. What are the boundaries? What are the things that are going to build safety out there mm-hmm. so that that plant can thrive not just in here but out there? Right. 
So it looks different for everyone. Yeah. I think that's important to remember is that's why when people say, like, how long is this going to take? We really don't know. We do not know. They We cannot put a stamp, time stamp on it. Mm-hmm. We just don't know because a lot of it is dependent on the client. Mm-hmm. So many different issues, which we already mentioned. Yeah. So in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about medical trauma, which doesn't get talked about a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a really powerful topic to talk about. After I just went to the OBGYN this week, I was I was like, yes, we need to talk about medical trauma. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot, a lot there. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good day. For more information, visit our website, wellspringssolutions.com, which is linked in our show notes, along with any downloads or resources from today's episode. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us on social media and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Whole Self Therapists. Original music featured in this episode is by Christopher Burkholder.